Hi, I'm Stage and Stage's Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you're listening to The Hamilcast. Boots and cuts and boots and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Welcome back to the Hamilcast. I'm Jillian. I'm, we're recording on a Thursday afternoon at three o'clock. I'm here with Mike. Hey, guys. And Jenny Harney Fleming. Hey. hey! You cover all three Skylar sisters on Broadway. Indeed. And you were a Universal cover. Yes, I was. Okay. And you love Bob's Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. <laughs> we were just <laughs> listening to the Bob's Burgers. I mean, when I first reached out to you, like in January. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple times. I mean, as a Universal swing, yeah. I mean, I, I totally get it. Yeah. But um, it was a, a Insta story that you did, like as yeah. Linda or something. And yeah. I was like, I need Jenny Harney over as soon as possible. I'll tell you what I need. I need... Jenny to do a set at Birdland of just Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. oh in that, that your beautiful jazz voice. Oh I mean, my god! I mean, the whole cast would show up. It would be a thing. Oh god, I would die. The whole cast of Bob's Burgers. You're saying, yeah. Absolutely. As long as you close with the spirits of Christmas, as sung by, by oh. Mr. Fisher. Oh, bourbon. Oh my god, yeah. No, that song, absolutely. Yeah, ten thousand percent. Oh bourbon. Um, we have so much to get into, but one real quick. So you, uh, it's three o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. You might be on tonight. You're not sure. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So as a responsible person, you are not going to have some of the cocktail, but we have to tell you what the name of it is. Please. So we, I've seen you as all three Skylar sisters, but Mike and I most recently have seen you as Angelica. Oh yeah. You've been my Angelica for Thanks the last for that. few times I've seen the show. Thanks oh, for that, okay. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. yeah cool. um, I would like to go into that at length. In a little bit, okay. But Mike, would you like? Well, the color is the is a little bit of an Angelica yeah. color. Would you uh-huh. like to say the name of the cocktail? Sure. In honor of Bob's Burgers, it's a, a my take on the apple teeny. Sure. Which is what they order uh, when Gene finds the toilet in the OT outside toilet episode. Right. Bob's wearing a suit, and they go to. I love that Jenny knows all these references. This is amazing. Yeah. So. So Linda goes, Apple teenies, two each. I'm serious. Yeah. That's the, that's, right, right. that's double fist them, double fist them. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, they get so drunk, she doesn't know the word for taxi. Look at it, snatchy. Yeah, snatchy. what is that? You keep changing it. Snacky. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that's that inspired the flavor profile, which right. is just apple, and it's also the fall. So it really does look like the Angelica color. But the name of the it's oh, it, Jillian mentioned it. it yeah. it's the color of Angelica's dress, and the title of the, the title, the name of the cocktail <laughs> is the Angelica Orange. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. We're leaning in hard to the so Bob's Burgers. Love it. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, I need um, this bottled for later. Yeah, we'll yeah, give you we'll, a, we'll give you a to go cup. Yeah, yeah. You can take it with you for sure. Um, and thank you for having some of the snacks that we put out. Not oh, everyone yeah, has no, some. I love it. Okay. I'm a snacker. Good. Um, so where should, I just want to hear like your whole story. You were born and raised in New Yorker, as are we. Yes, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Oh, great. Where mm-hmm. in Brooklyn? Um, Crown Heights is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I was born actually in Brooklyn Hospital, so I'm as close as, you know. You're Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Pure, pure <laughs> Brooklyn girl. Yeah. I went to elementary school and junior high all yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then- uh, LaGuardia, right? Yeah, and then yeah. Amda, and then Amda. I mean, like just the most New Yorker actory thing you could possibly do. Ten thousand percent. Mike, on the, you went to Marymount. I did four yeah. blocks from here. Oh, my husband went to Marymount. Did he? Yeah, nice. Do it, Fleming. You. So your husband is a tapper and and fantastic. Yes, fantastic hoofer. Yeah, dancer. Yeah. Yes. And you guys have a pup named Riley. Riley. Yes, <laughs> was, my little poops. <laughs> Who was invited, but the timing was that. Yeah, I wouldn't have been come. able to get him back. We're, we're in Jersey now, so the, the commute back home to drop him off would have been too much before work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I just want to get into your whole story. But speaking of, Kyle Scatliff was just here. Yeah. And you made your Broadway debut in The Color Purple. I did with and, Kyle Scatliff. And he is now in Jersey. Uh, yeah. And he's an AMDA graduate. Yeah. And, and he's, he's an, an AMDA graduate. We've, no, mean. we discovered when we, when we saw each other most recently on the Broadway mm-hmm. that we've known each other for 10 years. 10 years. Wow. In the, in the professional industry like he's probably one of my oldest closest friends wow. we didn't even realize it until that moment yeah he's yeah. great Isn't yeah he great? oh he's a gem yeah he's a gem we, for real we talked seemingly all night it was it was so fun he's just the, the greatest yeah um so tell me like were you were you how did you get to hamilton like i want the whole jenny harney fleming story mm. 
we covered the Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of an incredible, um, an incredible journey. Is something one of those things which you just you just can't orchestrate. It just happens mm. on its own. Um, and I, I was in Color Purple at the time, and the and the Color Purple closed January 9th. Mm-hmm. and on January eleventh, I had my first audition through Telsey, which is the same casting yeah. um, agency for. Hamilton and at the time they called me in for an immediate replacement for the onstage track the woman five track out in Chicago um, and it was a very small crop of girls that were called in for it but I didn't want to relocate to Chicago right um, so I just said no I'm not really interested in that so they said would you be interested in doing a universal um, cover like a vacation swing for the various departments right. of various companies and I said sure um, so I went in and it was me and just a a handful of other young ladies. Um, one of the ladies from that audition did get the um, the Chicago Woman Five track, and then the the very next day, January twelfth, was my thirtieth birthday. So I was like, "Yay, celebrate me! I just closed yes. my first Broadway show. Just auditioned for you know the next one." And then two days after that, I had like a little celebration on a Saturday, J- January fourteenth, and my husband, my now husband, proposed that day. What I know it was like a nut- nutty what a week. Crazy week. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, "Oh, look at Jesus!" Okay, but you know, <laughs> it's one of those things that's completely outside of your control and it's just like you know you it's it's the it's the product of years and years of sowing you know sowing good seeds you know what i mean and finally like you you reap the benefits of that which take a while but it kind of you know aligns itself in its own way so after that i i um so i had a i had good feedback and then i had a gig out of town and um had like one or two more sessions like work sessions with patrick or with um the the creative team coming Mm -hmm. in and um, it wasn't until May, maybe 5th or something, mm-hmm. maybe May 6th, I got a call to come back in for one more dance call. And I came in, I did the dance call, and I started on May 9th, what? 2016. Yeah. Am I telling the truth? 2017? 2016? Yeah. 2017. January 2017 is right. when all of this happened. Right. Yeah. Okay. I could do math. Yeah. No. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Can you just real quick, we've talked about this on the podcast a bunch, but can you just explain for people just joining us exactly what a universal swing is? <laughs> well, you know, this actually, universal swing and a universal standby. Yes, are I'm sorry. T- it's, no, it's quite yeah. right. It's two different things. It, it is, it's all a part of Swing Nation, which is, you know, the hashtag that everybody yeah. celebrates. Oh, God, I love And, Swing you know, Nation. I do definitely consider myself a part of that family just because of the nature of what we do. The only difference between a swing and a standby is that swings cover ensemble tracks. Right. And standbys cover just principal tracks. Right. Exclusively. If you're a swing and you cover both, you're still a swing. Do you know right. what I mean? Um, you're still considered a standby for that specific part, but... Swing is probably the more more predominant title that you'd be referred to as or the contract more specifically Mm -hmm. that you'd be under Um, as a standby. It's been kind of crazy. I think that I was probably uh, the first uh, in equity Like they had to create a contract under equity to cover all of the responsibilities that I had. It was wow. Insane. Wow. It was nuts. Yeah. But in order to, because uh, there there just wasn't, it hadn't happened before in the way that it was orchestrated to happen this time. Okay. You know, all the responsibilities of, you know, flying out at a moment's notice to go somewhere to play someone or a couple of someone's (laughs) indefinitely, you know, um, instead of it being like vacation, it wasn't like a vacation cover contract. Right. Right. I think that's what originally they thought it would be, but the need was different. Which right. we discovered it was kind of a guinea pig kind of a situation, right. but um, it was it was fun, yeah. you know. I can't. I mean, it's a young person's job. I can't say I'll ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel like I, I paid my dues with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, why was it? Because I know like Antoine Magic, for example. Oh, yeah. He, the greatest. But when he will be in Chicago sort of mm-hmm. indefinitely. So yeah. why why was that? Why was doing a, being a universal standby more appealing than just relocating to Chicago? Even, because you might be there. home. Yeah. It was just I like weeks at a time yeah, instead of just yeah. indefinitely. Got and it. I've, you know, I've done touring before and, I'm, and touring is a very specific lifestyle. Yeah. And I toured with Motown for 17 months or something like that and I did you know I did regional theater I did bus and truck I did a lot Mm. of different things leading up to production contract and it's just not 
what what I necessarily vibrate vibrate with. And as yeah. you can tell, like at the time when the initial thing was presented to me, I was at, at a very serious point in my relationship with my now husband. Right. So, you know, to make the decision to put your it's always a balancing or juggling between putting your prof- professional and your personal life, mm-hmm. you know, a prioritizing one over the other. I mean, I mean, I had just closed a show. Right. I don't know what's coming. I don't know, you know. And also, I, b- I believe strongly in the show. Show ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that's true. So if they really like me, maybe they'll, you know, if I if they can't see me this time, maybe they'll bring me in another time. But I'm not going to fret over it. You know what I mean? It's If it's for me, it's for me. It's not going to miss me, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. th- there's a practical consideration there. But I, I think it, it also takes courage to say, like, this isn't for me. And the thing that's for me is going to find me. Yeah. I and mean, it, it's going to be for somebody else. And, yeah. and God bless that person. And wh- whatever, you know, is, is aligned for that person, you know, I... I I hope the best for them. But if if it's truly for me, it'll, you know, coincide with everything that's going on yeah. already in my life. You mm-hmm. know what right, I mean? Right. Or or I'll be pulled out of certain things to make room for something else. But if two things are rubbing the wrong way, you know what? It'll work itself out. I can't. Yeah. I can't. That's you know, a big that's a big theme for for the Hamilton. For people, yeah, <laughs> holding your microphone for sure. Yeah, and I yeah, just yeah. love that you said before, like, you know, it the story happened in a way that you can't plan it. And some people might be thinking, well, didn't you though with LaGuardia and AMDA mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the auditioning? And sure. I just, but I just love that you're like, no, I didn't, you know. I mean, you just did. throw it out there. Right, you right. know, it's kind of like that that phrase they say, you know, reach for the moon and you'll land among the stars. Sure. You, you, you do the work and, you know, you believe and invest your time and energies into the things that you desire and you want, but you also give yourself the flexibility of peace and freedom and it's just like something's gonna come i have to believe that if i sow the seed things are going to manifest on their own and i will do the work when the opportunity comes sometimes i'll get calls for audition that i did not submit myself for Mm. you know what i mean right you know or you know believing that the people i'm paying 15 or 10 percent to are gonna do their job right you know what i'm saying yeah they're gonna get out there and they're gonna earn that 10 (laughs) percent earn that money baby you know I'm i'm out there doing my job you know Right. I mean, that's the thing. Right. Hello. You're showing up. You're prepared, baby. You're doing everything you have to do. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about this contract and why it was so different. Why you were the first one. What were those responsibilities that you? I mean, I think I think because the nature of a principal doing what a a, a, what up to that point a universal would have to do. I think it it was very technical. I think it had more to do with like billing when you go from one place to another. I see. Yeah. And how all of those logistics break down in terms of being able to go on um, and not have to be introduced as a brand new cast member every time you went on to in a different oh, okay. show. You know what I mean? Like, like in the playbill or in the... Yeah, in the, in the playbill and... and, and, and like I was in the playbills, but the way that they had to do the inserts was varied from company mm-hmm. to company. It was very, it was very administrative and stuff that I'm not good at. Sure. So yeah. So it was just like, oh, okay. So there's something that's preventing me, or there's there's technicalities that are required to happen before I'm able to actually do my the job that I've been hired to do technically. Sure. Um. So um. So things just had to change. You know, once that need was discovered, like, oh wow, this is actually what we need of her. They jumped right on in there and and made it happen. You know, they made the adjustments that needed to be made so that, you know, this new contract had to be created. Right. So. Can you tell me what it's like to go back and forth between those Skylar sisters at a moment's notice? Because a lot of it, or so the audience feels that it's with the bond. And I feel like you don't have time to always bond (laughs) with the other sisters, you know, like not in a bad way, (laughs) but when you're, when, when you're being, you know, you're on a flight at the last minute, of course. and then you have to show up. And you have me, to, you know. Let me tell you that reaction. Let me tell you the story. Well, that's because it's not a visual medium, but that was quite, that was a, a face for the ages. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to. There, you. There's no way you can do this job without trusting the people around you and without the support of the people around you. Like, right. it's hugely dependent on people just being there and saying, "Yes, I'm here 100." My initial, I, I debuted uh, my Peggy track in June. And on Broadway, and then immediately once I debuted it on a Wednesday, uh, 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 uh what is the name of the thing with babies that come? The edge on ham. the uh, edge ham. The babies. The babies. <laughs> all the babies. Yes. If you're not real, <laughs> then how come I, I feel this way? <laughs> Little babies. Little babies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, usually, come, usually, here, come 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 here
Bob's just in the background. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, so the, the Graziellas. The Graziellas. Yeah, right? The Graziellas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're Holly Moses. Yes. So, the um, my very first debut um, for Hamilton, period, was as Peggy. Oh, on the Broadway, at the edge of Mariah, exactly, exactly. So of course, as soon as you walk out in that red dress, you ooh, oh. so for that to be the experience of my very first performance, it was kind of like you know, it was a lot. Um, and then two it. weeks uh, immediately following, I started working on um, Eliza. I had two weeks with Eliza when I, there was an emergency in the San Francisco company, and I had to be flown out. And um, all three girls were having a different challenge. Um, and they were like, well, you're only ready for Peggy. So likelihood is that we'll put you on for Peggy. And I'm like, yeah, but what if Eliza is out? Mm -hmm. What if, uh, what if that? And they were like, <gasps> like they hadn't thought of that. They, I, I, I don't know if they hadn't thought about it or if they just thought that they were covered, but they started doing different math and were like, okay, well, we need to plan for that. And so I got in on a, I got the call at a 10, 10 a.m. on a Saturday and then I'm there. On a, I'm on a flight by three o'clock that day. That day. That day. This is yes. This was when my universal life began. On a, on a flight at three p.m. that day after ten a.m. call on a Saturday, get to the the um, San Francisco company for the evening show, and was just you know just meeting people, walking around, talking to different people. We talked about what the situation is. This is when I said, "Hey, what about?" if I have to do Eliza, right. you know, and then so I had a, an emergency uh, music rehearsal and staging rehearsal the next day on a Sunday and had uh, a, an emergency last minute put in on a Tuesday and had to go in for Eliza that evening for the first time after learning it for two weeks with a cast of people that I had just met. Michael Louay was a saint. Oh, isn't he, he always, that, always? No matter what the situation, he's... Oh, oh my God, he was such a saint. The best. He really... And the, the funniest part, I think, of that whole thing was the fact that they put me in Soleil's costumes. They had to amend her very small self, <laughs> so very tall, her, yeah. narrow, beautiful, goddess-looking self. For, oh, stop it, Jenny. No, I am 5'2", yes. and I am a size 8, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. That wardrobe team put, pulled it together. Yeah, whatever they had to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For that for that one show, and then they had to uh, readjust the costumes. But when I say nerve-wracking... Oh, I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, uh, it's just nothing. I, I, I don't think I have the capacity. <laughs> I can't even go pick a sentence and go with it. Like, I just don't understand. And then you were like, also... What about Eliza? I think that it was the first time that they had ever had to deal with this much of a catastrophe with like someone having to get a tooth pulled, an emergency right. tooth pull and someone else having absolute laryngitis and oh. someone having a personal day, you know, out of town and someone else having, you know, and all of these things just kind of coming together at the same time and them having no choice and them like, okay, what about this? What about this? And just right. trying to prepare and getting me in there and trying to bring me up to speed and trying not to overwhelm me, trying to give me piece uh -huh. and then i'm saying wait a minute because i've been a swing before mm -hmm. you uh -huh. know what i mean i swung in motown so i i'm used to trying to figure out okay what's the get you gotcha here mm -hmm. who 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 what are different people's patterns you know what i mean of behavior when do i need to when do i need to go get in, into wig prep uh -huh. you know what i'm saying sure. when i'm paying attention to the show and whatnot so i'm accustomed to looking out for these different things was angelica not even on the table at this point no, I hadn't learned okay. it. I, okay. I didn't have costumes for it either. Got it. Okay. And I didn't have costumes or my costumes were just getting finished in New York okay. for Eliza. So they didn't they didn't get my have my Eliza costumes. They owned that's why they had to put me in Soleil's right. costumes. Right. It was <laughs> nutty. I mean Were they supportive? Were the, the cast members? Oh my god. You? Incredibly supportive. There's no way that I could have done what what we that we could have done because that's Good. really what it is right you yeah. know without the support of these people so it wasn't just bluff city laws michael Owaye. no <laughs> yes <laughs> bluff city yes. watch it you guys yeah. support your ham alums absolutely yes, of absolutely course, and everything yeah it's just funny you know i think people don't really when you hear about universal covers or standbys or swings like especially when you know eliza omen was the first person to be on this podcast and explain what it is and mm. she's like she didn't know what it was when she booked mm -hmm. it she was like uh mm -hmm. that's sound a what that sounds great right and the idea of just jumping up you know getting a call at 10 and right. that's your life you know it's hard yeah. to have say yes to weddings or mm. say you know things like that where mm -hmm. like you can RSV like i don't know what mm -hmm. your what my life is going to be right and so 
you know, with the the swings, I'm not undermining it, but it's just a mm-hmm. different thing when you are dancing and there are emotions and mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. But to go in as a Skylar sister mm-hmm. when a lot of the audience really is what looking for that bond yeah. that's the trust of yeah not trusting yourself that you can do this mm-hmm. and that like your Hugely. your skill and your talent and yeah. like you can just make it look like you're in love with these girls because they're mm-hmm. they are your sisters mm-hmm. but then at the same time it's like you have to trust everybody else and everyone has to know right like it just seems like everyone in hamilton is just in the trenches together mm-hmm. in the company as a whole absolutely just knowing like Oh, Jenny's coming. All right, right you guys, we're on it. Like right. everyone, just right, exactly, get it together. Everybody, everybody is extremely supportive. They're present for each other, and I mean, you know, no, and I mean, also the show is written brilliantly. So, like, half of the work is done if you just, you know, go to the number and say the line. You know what I right, mean? Right. I mean, of course, you can't. You have to work on things like relationship. You have to work on things like rhythm. You have to listen and respond. You know what I right. mean? And that just comes with not age but you know getting used to it doing it you right, know right. what i mean with no matter what so you I mean there's b- b- very rarely is there ever the same combination of people on the stage at the same time no matter what cast you go to exactly. no matter what rehearsal you're mm-hmm. in so you just kind of have to get accustomed to you know listening and responding to people right and the and and observing those people so that you can match them because we have to support each other so if i if i'm not making my doing my job to you know, engage with this particular Hamilton or engage with this Angelica or whoever, Mm. you know, then I'm letting my castmate down. Right. Yeah. You know, were you a fan of Hamilton before you were called in for it? I was, but I, I'm the kind of person that I want to see it. Uh huh. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to the album. I don't want to, I don't want the hype. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm good at that though. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that I'm not going to watch scandal until you know right. it's the off season and i'm not gonna you know i'm gonna yeah. like block anybody that does like right. sp- right. scandal the spoilers diff- and stuff you the know difference like- is that do it was not making a podcast about it in your living room <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So- i was gonna say that exact thing <laughs> that- yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and now you have to tell her the michelle obama story that wore me down that michelle obama is oh. the one michelle obama put me over it. the edge when oh, she said yeah? it was her favorite piece of art of any kind yeah see i want to see it i want to i want to i don't want to do it to to do or introduce anything to myself that's going to ruin the pureness of each interaction with right. that thing you know what i yeah. mean like i want to have my own <gasps> you know what i mean i want to i don't want to anticipate anything i just want to go yeah. and see it for myself so when i did my husband when i had my first audition my husband went out and got us some tickets <clears throat> and um and i saw it and i was like oh my god can i do this yeah. do i have what it takes to do that yes you know and and i hate that that was my first time seeing it was with the lens of can i see myself in this as opposed to just enjoying the piece of art on its own right right but i appreciate the fact that i didn't have any prior knowledge of it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean until it was like okay here's some things that i have to work on musically let me go and check this thing out you know yeah were you uh like a lynn or you know the cap did you know the cabinet were you in in the heights person was that um, on your radar? Yeah, I, I, I did. Um, I think I was in college at the time, so I didn't get to see. I, got, I saw it towards the end. Heights, yeah. Yeah, I got to see it towards the end, but I didn't get to see it prior to that. Because, right. you know, when you're in college, you're either extremely um, busy or you're extremely poor. Mm-hmm. And I was both. Yeah. Um, so, so it was very, very seldom that I have, did I make the uh, priority to you know go and see different things right that's probably one of the things that i should have done more of in school definitely one of the things since i was here in new york um but i knew some of the music and um i did once i once i saw it i fell in love with the show yeah 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 um i don't want to put you on the spot but i have to talk about your angelica okay because it um there's the the thing about satisfied is that you know, like you said, there's so much of it. And it's so funny that you because Ryan and Saleo, when they were here, were saying the same thing. Like, it's on the page, right? Like, right, right, you know, right. it's quiet uptown. Mm-hmm. She takes his hand. Like, that's written as right. is. And, you know, right. but everyone finds their moment. So, mm-hmm. but um, I I think one of the closest seats I ever had was when I took my friend Horatio, um, Horatio Sands. His mm-hmm. episode is out already. Mm-hmm. And um, you did this really beautiful thing during Satisfied where you... I really felt a very strong connection to Angelica where it really felt like you were telling us the story of what Mm -hmm, happened and mm -hmm. you really wanted us to see it. Like you see it, right? The way you said it, I was like, I do, Jay, I do. (laughs) And when, because Mike Mike wasn't there and so we recorded Mm. right after because Horatio had never... He was he missed the whole thing and mm. he's like you know pals with Jimmy Fallon who's the biggest Hamilton fan I mean second sure. at this point Jimmy yeah. but like mm. you know 
everyone was kind of thinking like the Patreon peeps were like, how did he miss it? Right. You know, and he was right. like, you know, he's living in LA. And yeah, so he yeah, went in yeah. really cold Yeah, and he was totally blown away. And so Mike was asking, uh, you know, who was on, who was your Angelica? Who's this? Yeah. And I just was saying all of these beautiful things about you because I felt such a connection to Angelica. And then mm-hmm. we saw you again, you know, a couple of weeks after. Mm-hmm. And I find like when I opened the insert, I like grabbed Mike. I was like, Oh, <gasps> This is who I was talking about. And I was so excited for Mike to see you in that role because Mm -hmm. I just think what you do with it is very moving Mm -hmm. and um, there's a strength to her. And I just think it's like really gorgeous. And I wanted to say it to your face. (laughs) Thank you Mm -hmm. for it. I thought it was so gorgeous. I appreciate that. Thank you. When she comes back around with to the groom and she's Mm -hmm. and and she's really earnestly trying to hold it together yeah there's nothing sadder than someone trying not to cry mm. and it's oh like, yeah. i know mm-hmm. yeah and of course you sang the shit out of it so yeah. there's that, yeah, that's <laughs> there's that too there, there was that <laughs> well speaking of singing you're a vocal coach right i am yeah yeah can yeah. you tell me about that because i read in your bio today because mm-hmm. i do my research that you love teaching kids and oh, challenging yeah. them so can you talk about i yeah. mean like could i go to you for a vocal coach absolutely okay. um i leave my vocal coach vocal coaching open to anyone cool. Cool. Um, beginners, you know, people who are more experienced, whatever, it doesn't matter. If someone needs a touch up, if Mike someone needs a touch up, if somebody has an audition yeah. or, or material that they're trying to work on for something that they've got coming up and stuff like that, you know, I'm very casual. I'm not, cool. I don't call myself a vocal teacher necessarily uh, just because I don't play the piano. Okay. You know what I mean? So there's just, you know, it's more, it's, my, my piano skills, playing skills like bing, <laughs> la, 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 bing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's very, very basic. But it, I, it's just about finding different ways of approaching material hmm. and f- finding different techniques to uh, to vocalize, you know, to make things easier, figuring out what things in your voice you may need to work on, you know, to get where you want to get or to accomplish or achieve your goals. So it is something that I, I do um, fairly often. I have a couple of um, repeated students hmm. on a weekly basis that I'm excited to start with a new st- student tomorrow. Fun. Um, and um, yeah, and, and I, t- I did teach children for about 10 years uh, with my, uh, my dad had a community-based theater uh, company and they did um, after school programs in Brooklyn. Oh, great. And that's kind of how I started. Like when I went before, when I was in high school is really when I started teaching right around 16 and I uh, would do these after school programs and I would write shows for these kids and you know we would do musical theater and it was so much fun and you wrote um, original musicals for these kids yeah yeah we would well yes and no like they were to some some songs were original but most songs were like planted from musicals and we would just like thread them together with different storylines so and cool. stuff like that yeah. yeah so we did a lot of that and then we always did like a summer program with kids from ages 8 to 18 and we used to do them out at um, Brooklyn Academy of Music um, and and just do all these huge productions and stuff like that out there um, so I mean once I had once I once my career started to pick up I had to make the choice mm-hmm. you know to to put that aside until later um, but I love children and I love working with kids I've done it for a long time yeah. I have a really good connection with kids and yeah I just love empowering kids and speaking into their lives and and teaching them something and making them feel you know, like they can conquer the world, you know, yeah, the so, best. So do you love the Edruhams? Even, I mean, that oh, is your yeah. first experience was yeah. your day. There was a lot going on, but the Edruhams, you must. Yeah. When that. I'm on, I, yeah. d- I generally don't tend to do Edruhams unless I'm on only because it's, you know, kids don't necessarily understand what it is to be a standby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know that they'll necessarily listen to you the same way that they'll listen to somebody else. Um, so sometimes I'll do them. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm out when I was out on the road, I would do them all the time. But here on Broadway, I think the the appeal for the kids is more, you know, the onstage cast, which is totally fine. Does your dad still have the after school program? Um, I think this year is the first year that they're not doing it. Oh, okay. I just wanted to plug it if it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's ba- the name of the, the company is BAMS Theater Works in Brooklyn. Um, and I think this year they're trying to transition into some other things or working on a, a, a brownstone theater that'll be based in Brooklyn. Um, and they're just working on figuring out like the construction and all, all, all of that stuff to get those things up and running. But yeah. so um, important as, as arts programs and theater programs are getting cut. It's like yeah. so important to have stuff like that. And it's for huge. kids too. Yeah. You know? That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. The arts in the schools is crazy, crazy important, which is why Ajaham is so good because it creates compassion. And, and even if you don't necessarily want to do it as your career to have the experience of having to learn how to think about what others, other people think mm-hmm. or feel or their different, 
you know, the positions that they're in or just to share space mm-hmm. and to be vulnerable around your yeah. peers and not be self-conscious or learning how to get out of that shell or learning that other people are weird and crazy and goofy just like you, you know, and mm-hmm. you guys, you figure that out together. You know, we all, all, all of us theater nerds have that, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's something special to see that, you know, continuously recreating itself within the youth of today, especially with all the social challenges that are coming with social media and everything like that. So. Oh yeah. I mean, or video I, games or whatever. I can't imagine just at your whole life being online at that age, being Holy that smokes. age is so hard. Yeah. And then to just, it must be so liberating to be in a room where you guys are all going through the same thing and you feel very alone in that when you're a kid that age, yeah. you know, and yeah. maybe it's different now with everything on social mm-hmm. media. But mm-hmm. like you were saying, there's no, like there's no way there's someone who loves that music like me or that mm-hmm. feels that way. And then you mm-hmm. see someone and especially like with Eduham to see, you know, kids of color seeing themselves mm-hmm. represented right. on stage Absolutely. and being creative and saying, Oh wait, I can totally do this. Absolutely. Instead yeah. of thinking there's no way I could do it. Yes. No, you can, Yeah, you yeah. know, and be, and I love that the p- part of the Eduham is that, you submit things or you are inspired by the show and right. It's kind of just giving you a little like jumping off point, like go ahead, write it, write it, sing it, wrap it, draw it, whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I actually ran into a young lady. I was, now that we've moved to Jersey, we don't have anybody to walk our dog. So I was on the wag app and I found this young lady to come and walk my dog. And I was talking to her and she was like, Oh, well, you know, this will have to be my last walk because you know, I'm I'm about to head off to school. I was like, Oh, okay. What are you going to school for? She's like, I'm going to go for theater. I was like, Oh, that's so great. She was like, yeah, I went and I saw Hamilton and did Uh, Edgeham. And yes, isn't that crazy? And it inspired me. And I did a, I did a, a performance at Edgeham on Broadway. And it was just such a like full circle moment that I'm freaking in Jersey getting a dog walker uh-huh. yeah. and she's about to go off and to pursue her dreams because she was so moved by, you know, it's just one of those things that also you can't plan it. You can't plan, you can't plan it. it. It just comes and, and you just have to believe that the stars have aligned and things have worked themselves out for this exact moment. Did, did you tell her who you are? I did. Okay. I did. And I told her, you know, you can call me or text me if you need anything, Aww. you know, awesome. you, you can hit me up on Instagram or whatever, you yeah. know, because the most important thing is that you feel encouraged and you get the support that you need, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, speaking of that, it reminded me that I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience in the color purple. Because, you know, again, Kyle Scatliff was just here and he had such amazing things to say about that experience. And I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share your thoughts on it. I mean, there really was nothing like there was you, you knew you were getting spoiled when you were with the color purple That's you knew that said. you were having an experience that would never repeat it somewhere. Sure, yeah. you know what i mean it was just so rich with content and what the power the power of what the message was you know and, the, and it was just it was just incredible to be able to be on stage and to be with these power powerhouses every single night um i went in for the show while i was still on the road with motown and um casting director at the time said oh you're not right for the show when they were first casting it originally Mm -hmm. a lot of people left Motown to go and do that um production um and I was like really I'm not right for the show yeah I wonder what that means what does that mean and so you know I went in for it I went in for it again later on he said the same thing I said okay and I just kind of left it alone and um a few months later a friend of mine um Jason Michael Webb I've known him for over 10 years. Mm. He and his partner, uh, Leland Duran Thompson, um, who I did Dream Girls with when I was 19. <laughs> um, and we've like worked on music together. Like we're really, 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 really good friends. Um, but Lee, uh, J- Jason was the musical director at Color Purple. And he called me in for Color Purple. And I was just like, okay, you know, they already said they don't want me. And that's okay because yeah. it's for somebody else. But, you know, I'll go ahead. I'll go in. So every audition and every round of callbacks that I had for it, I was, I kind of just kind of approached it like, okay, y'all don't want me. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, maybe this is for comparison's sake, but here I am. And so, so this I, is now the third time you, you've been called in. Yeah. Okay. This is the third time I've gone in for Color Purple. And finally, you know, I got to the final callbacks. I went in and I had a work session with um, director and it was a good one. It was a good work session. It was nice. And I was like, okay, we'll see. And then I had a final callback. And of course, in the room, the other person that was with me was Nasia Thomas. And she's, she's over at um, Ain't Too Proud right now. But it was mm-hmm. between her and I. And, you know, before we went in the room, we prayed together. We was like, Lord, just whoever gets it, just bless whoever it's for, whoever, you know, and whoever it's not for, bless them with something else. And, you know, da 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 da. da. And we just kind of instantly connected in that moment. And then, you know, it turned out that I booked it. And a few months later, while I was in the show, I was in a 
audition for Ain't Too Proud, and she was in that audition, and I was just god awful for that. But then she went and she booked that. <laughs> she walked away with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And so now she's in this incredible cast and this incredible yeah, show. It yeah, just yeah. it's just another one of those things, you know. Yes. And and I mean, um, and eventually, you know, it worked out, and I just didn't believe it when it came in because I was mm-hmm. so like I was thinking about it the other day. The 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 um video diaries I was doing. Uh, oh, at the cool. time because yeah. I was so depressed. <laughs> oh. I was so sad and I was so depressed and I was so beaten down and just kind of like, Lord, I've, I've sown these seeds. I'm talented. I know I know what I'm doing. Why am I not getting in the room? Why are people not calling me in? Why are people saying I'm not right for this? You know, why are the opportunities not coming? I don't understand what's happening. You know, and I and I and I have the video logs of me like laying in the bed crying, you know, and and so when I got the call, finally, because I was at the time I was working two jobs, I was working at um, and, and I had been working two jobs steadily. I was doing um, I was working with a temp agency during the day, nine to five. And then from five to whatever, 11, usually I was working over at a, a theater project doing mm-hmm. doing a theater production somewhere locally in New York or I was teaching or you know I was helping my dad at his um, program out at um, Brooklyn Academy of Music or you know whatever and I got the call and I'll never forget how I just kind of fell to my knees and just sobbed because it was like after all this you know I'm gonna make my Broadway debut mm. in a lead role in one of the most powerful shows you know and and I and it was it was brief it was four months but it was a radical four months, you know what I mean? So much happened in that time, you know, and, um, and I met so many incredible people and got to work with so many phenomenal people, like, holy smokes. Like (laughs) I think about like watching Heather Headley on stage, like that was a masterclass within itself, you know? Um, she's amazing. Oh, geez. I mean, come on. Amazing. Come on. You know? So just that experience just opened you up so much to just believe it. It, it, that was the experience that taught me because there were other things that I was going in for that that I knew I could do mm. at the time. There was a production of Jelly's Last Jam happening down at the Signature Theater. And I was like, I know I can do this, but that wasn't for me. That was for Felicia Boswell, who was also <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and she was, I saw the show, I said, this show was for this girl. She's, she's, she's unreal, you know? You know, and these are people that you learn. These are your family. These are your friends. These, these are your support systems. These are the people that you love and root for and cheer on. And when they book it and you don't, you still cheer for those people. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest lesson that I learned. And to trust what God blocks because what's for you is for you and what's for somebody else is for them. And you just got to keep going on that road. I have two questions yeah. about this. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about the video diaries and yeah. why why you decided to do that because I'm fascinated by it and mm-hmm. I think it can be very helpful but I want to hear yeah. from, I want to hear from you. Yeah. Um and also how did you come to this mindset because I feel like there are people listening who are just like that's great mm-hmm. for Jenny. Right. But I I feel like maybe people think that it's too hard like it's uh, easier said than done that sure. mindset so how did you were you did you always was this a natural thing or did you know I mean for me I grew up in the church mm-hmm. so there's always been a relationship with God okay. and and just a belief that you know just having to invest in faith just having to live by faith and I've had to live by faith for a long time mm-hmm. um, and I've had to believe that you know when I looked around and didn't see a way to pay my bills to eat to you know that something would happen to provide that for me right um, and that has proved itself time and time again so faith is something that's intrinsically within me um, based off of my upbringing in my life experiences I don't know that that is the case for other people I don't mm-hmm. know um, but for me that has been my journey and for many of my closest friends that has been their journey as well um and that's not to say that there haven't been horrible things that have taken place terrible things that we couldn't anticipate things that we just had to like you know man up and deal with for the lack of a better term term right you know um and just kind of barrel our way through because we just didn't understand and 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 life demanded that we just keep going um but you know, it's something that I've had to, in this industry, it's the biggest thing that I tell people when people yeah. ask for advice, advi- ask for advice. It's confidence is a daily struggle. You have to work on it every single day and probably multiple moments of the day. Sure. Um, and it's to trust what God blocks and, and believe that what's for you is for you and what's for someone else is for someone else. Um, and, and to just try to find your peace in that because you can, you can project, you can be anxious, but that's not going to do anything but put, put your stomach into knots. Mm. 
It's not going to do nothing but tear you down. You know what I mean? Make you have a mindset towards other people that is destructive. Right. Make you live in a negative, stressed out mindset. I, I can say this because that is something that I relate to and right. an experience that I had. And I had to learn. I will not live that way. I want to live in peace. I want to live in joy. I want to enjoy each moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to find a way. You know, if I sit and I vent, I vent. I let it out. I get those toxins out of my mind and my heart and my body. And then I move on. You got to. You mm-hmm. got to keep going. Right. And you got to believe that, you know, the things that you're doing and the effort that you, if you're truly doing work with integrity, if you're truly investing your heart and if you're truly giving 100% and working on your work ethic, it will not miss you. Right. Some way, somehow it's going to show back up. Right. And it's okay to feel sad and cry in a video diary. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You can do out. both things. That doesn't mean that you Absolutely. are please. at your strongest oh, every God. day. Please don't be that person. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't be that person that doesn't let nobody else mourn or feel their feelings right. or be upset or be pissed or yeah. curse or be angry. You know what I mean? Totally. Don't, don't, don't be the person that doesn't uh, let stifles somebody or stifles yourself. Mm-hmm. Get it out. They're there. You're giving, you have your God given right to have your feelings. Right. But get it out and don't be stuck. Right. Do, and don't let your friends be stuck. Be there, hear them, support them, listen to them, let them cry, let them vent, let them scream, let them be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and then let's go. <laughs> let's go. We got to keep going. You know, don't get stuck. There's work to be done. So, mm-hmm. so much stuff to do, so much life to live. Like, I've never realized it more than I do in this season of my life how much each morning is a gift. Mm. Looking around and seeing how many people are, are, are I mean, I, you know, I can go down this road, but right. you know, it's we're living in a crazy world. And there's so much going on. This life is fleeting. Moments are fleeting. Hold your dear ones close to you. Mm-hmm. Tell people you love them. Get over stuff quickly. Speak directly. And it's all easier said than done. But, you know, you make it a target and you work on it. Mm-hmm. Was was uh, journaling or anything like that part of you getting things out and moving on? Yeah, or? I used to journal a lot when yeah. I was younger. I used to journal a lot. Like, I just have mad composition notebooks yes, just like, yes. <laughs> you know, angry writing and yeah. like hand cramping and you know I still do journal here and there um but I try to be more um careful with what I write down you know what yeah. I mean sometimes it's good to write things down to get it out but I want to put power onto my page mm-hmm. I want to put intention onto my page you know what I mean so if I if I start writing and it's just all angry I don't want to write all angry I'd rather just bleh, get it all out, cry it out, scream it out, talk to your friends, your good friends. Mm-hmm. I got about, you know, five or six good friends. I'm blessed to have that many. But, you know, just talk to your people or talk to God. Talk to yourself. Hell, scream right. in your room. Go right. in your closet, you yeah. know. But get the toxins out. It's not good. They don't go away unless you get them out. Mm-hmm. Give yourself permission to just release it. Otherwise, they're going to like... Otherwise, break you down. it'll come out as health problems mm-hmm. or somebody will drop a pencil and you will want to rip their head off, Right. which right. is kind right. of how I grew up. I grew up in, you know, repress and explode. Mm. No. Yeah, yeah. No. And I think a lot of us did. Yeah. And, and or, or try to control or mm. perfectionist or this is how I should behave. This is how I should react. Mm-hmm. This is who I should be. This is, you know. Right. Or this is what I expect from you. Stop. Let them go. Poof. Wow. Okay. You're yeah. done. Okay, great. Expectations can be dangerous. Oh, man. Yeah. Destructive. Yeah. Just love freely. You just got to love freely. You can't put too much pressure on each other. You got to let people be their own human and go through whatever they're going through and just be unconditional. Just, you know, I love you. I'm here. All right. You want to go be crazy? Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. I'll, I'll be, be here. here. Yeah. You go on. Have your trip. I'll be here. <laughs> I'm doing the dishes, you know? <laughs> Oh my God, the best. Um, so before we get to the Patreon peeps questions, I just want to ask you about this, um, the Oz Project. Oh, yeah. Because you play, so can you tell the people what that is? And just like, uh, my mom loves the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I grew up with it. And yeah. I mean, I personally, I think every everybody has a Wizard of Oz or, Wizard of Oz or a Wiz story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has had their own experience with this show and how captivating it is and how exciting it is to be a part of or to watch it or to see, you know, see it on the screen, whether you see it, you know, live or or if you see the old movies or whatever. Um, but it's just such an iconic piece of work that, you know, to be asked to be a part of it mm-hmm. is just it's like, Hell yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I can't, I, I think this was right before I started with Color Purple. Okay. That this uh, opportunity came up and someone reached out to me and 
you know, I knew a couple of other people that were involved in the project. I think it was, uh, once again, Jason Michael Webb, who mm-hmm. was doing, um, working on the music for this. I know Josh um, Henry. And I didn't know Josh Henry mm-hmm. at the time, personally. Right. There were a lot of people there that I knew of, but didn't really like. And, it, and when it, because, you know, film is so different from theater, there's less of an ensemble vibe or a community kind right. of feeling. It's kind of like you get there when you call, you go into makeup and you stand on your mark and you sing the song. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. it's less of an opportunity to build relationships and engage with people. Right. Um, so can you explain what, what it is? Yeah. I mean, it was like a, it was like a mashup music video between The Wiz and The Wizard of Oz um, that was done with a various people from the industry. Um, and it was like in a celebration. I can't remember which animal anniversary it was of the uh, anniversary of the wizard of oz but um yeah it was it was really fun yeah i, I watched it today and you mm. played glenda glenda yeah and i've always wanted so, to play glenda yeah did you yeah. love it i did i was i was surprised i was like oh, yes i will thank <laughs> you believe that you can go released i just googled it uh the oz project was released on august 25th mm-hmm. 2016 the same date the wizard of oz hit movie theaters nationally in 1939 isn't that crazy wow. yeah. yeah it's really cool so i'll yeah. link it underneath but yeah, um yeah because yeah, it, it happens almost simultaneously like mm-hmm. the wizard of oz story and the Wiz, right. and then you guys it's like a mashup and right. so there's a scene where like both glindas are singing to the darth you know like right, ju- right. it's very and it's the costumes cool. oh that makeup dress i know gorgeous. <laughs> oh, i got some wings this is cute was- i got some glitter it was right. it was so so great <laughs> it was so great yeah it was great oh it was i loved it i loved it yeah um oh i want to ask how are you so in love with bob's burgers i, I just love knowing how people discover you things know, and we had we had such a bond over it before we started recording so I i'm just curious how you fell in love with the show we love so much i started watching it when i was on the road i'm a person i'm a creature of habit mm-hmm. so sometimes i just need background noise same. Mm, same and i think i was uh i was on the road with motown at the time in la and I think something traumatic happened in my life. I lost my grandmother suddenly. And I had started just needing something to numb my mm-hmm. mind, you know? Yeah. yeah. And or something to just kind of like zone out to that didn't remind me of anything else in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was just silly and funny and goofy and just, you know. And so I started watching it. And I think also because I am trying to get into the voiceover field. Oh. So like just hearing how not even looking at the screen like the voices would just crack me up without having to actually watch the show yeah and or just completely out of context like i don't even have to know what's happening in in any particular episode but just to hear like these one-liners just kind of popping Mm -hmm. out i mean like in the other room cackling like vacuuming (laughs) or something because it's just so funny it's just you know just pure good fun you know it's not too silly it's not too this it's not too that it's yeah. yeah. Did, did you love when the the burger of the day was a, 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 a was a Hamilton reference? Did you catch I that? I did. Yeah, the, the heirloom did. where it happens burger. <laughs> the, yeah, and there was a couple more. There was Lin Manuel's verandas. Right, yes. right. In the opening credits. Yeah. Right. The place, the next, place door. next door. Yeah. yeah. And the heirloom where it happens was in like a dream sequence when Linda wants to do the. Dinner, they went to the piano bar. The piano bar. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was season two, right? It was a yeah. Yeah, dream sequence. And suddenly yeah. Jean's in like a little tuxedo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all like kind of like foggy in the. Yeah. But like I just love that they had to. To do a different a different uh burger of the day yeah no it's perfect i do have pre patreon people let's questions, hear it but can, but can we take a break first yes of course all right thank you take a break at, at least for me good <laughs> 
I mean this so genuinely, and I'm not being hyperbolic here. When Jenny left, I felt lighter. I felt lighter, but I also felt like invigorated and motivated and ready to get to work and just like conquer all the things. I even turned to Mike. I was like, you feel that, right? <laughs> you see it, right? And he was like, yeah, totally. She has such a way about her. Her energy is so great. Her outlook is fantastic. And it was really, it was a joy to host you, Jenny. And guess what, everybody? There's even more Jenny Harney Fleming goodness next week. All right, coming up, we take questions from the Patreon peeps, because of course, Jenny talks about the intricacies of playing each Skylar sister. Yeah, she goes in on all three. And we have a really great conversation about her work with Carvin's Lassant on his Target Practice album. You really don't want to miss it. And go to carvinslassant.com if you want to get his book or his album. I highly recommend both. And don't worry, I have your back. I linked it in the show notes for you. So yeah, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm going to watch a couple eps of Bob's Burgers before I get back to work. So thank you, as always, for listening. I'll talk to you next week. I love you. I'm G.Pen. is brought to you by my love of the thing TM and my complete lack of chill please join me in raising all the glasses to Sir Alex Lackamore for generously making my intro music and this custom Yorktown arrangement that I will never ever get over thank you thank you thank you to become a Patreon peep and get the chance to ask questions to guests, get tons of behind-the-scenes access, and join the best, kindest, and most welcoming corner of the internet, go to patreon.com slash thehamilcast. I love you guys. Thank you. Hashtag Team No Chill. I'm at the Hamilcast on all social media, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Residuals is my web series with my husband, Mike, you know Mike, and can be found at theresiduals.tv. True Crime Obsessed is my true crime comedy podcast with my podcast soulmate and Broadway royalty, Patrick Hines of Theater People and Broadway Backstory fame. Thank you again so much for listening. It means the world to me. To the revolution!